This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Murder Minute. On this special holiday episode, Killer Santa. This is the story of the Covina Massacre. The holidays can be a stressful time of year. So if you've thought about getting counseling, but don't know where to start, it's time to get better help. BetterHelp offers licensed professional counselors who specialize in issues such as depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, anger, family conflicts, grief, self-esteem, and more. Connect with your professional counselor in a safe and private online environment at your own time and your own pace. Anything you share is confidential. Schedule secure video and phone sessions or text your therapist worldwide and start communicating in under 24 hours. BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a licensed professional counselor, caring professionals specializing in the issues that you want to talk about. Join BetterHelp and get help at your own time and your own pace. This is a truly affordable option. And now, Murder Minute listeners get 10% off their first month with discount code MURDERMINUTE. If you've been wanting to talk, you can get started right now. Go to betterhelp.com slash MURDERMINUTE. Simply fill out their questionnaire and get matched with a counselor that you'll love. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash MURDERMINUTE. On December 24, 2008, 70-year-old Alicia and 80-year-old Joseph Ortega invited 25 of their friends and family members to their home in Covina, California, to celebrate on Christmas Eve. The patriarch and matriarch, known as Papa Joe and Alice, were at the center of the Ortega family's life. The Ortegas were a close-knit family, known for their warmth and hospitality. If you were a friend of any of them, said family friend Linda Perez, you were a friend to all of them. When you walked into a room, every one of the Ortega kids would get up and give you a kiss and a hug, recalled another friend. They were the most respectful family I'd ever known. It all started with Joe and Alice. And while Papa Joe and Alice's house was the gathering place for most memorable family occasions, Christmas was their favorite time of year to gather with their five adult children and their families. Their two oldest sons, James and Charles, who had both worked at their father's industrial paint business, and their three daughters, Leticia, Alicia, and Sylvia. Sylvia had been going through marital problems with her husband of just one year, Bruce Pardo, and just the week prior, 
she had finally settled for divorce. The family get-together was just what Sylvia needed this year. Just after 11 p.m., the party was winding down, and the family had just finished a rowdy game of poker when the doorbell rang. Leticia's eight-year-old daughter, Katrina, rushed to the door and flung it open. It was Santa Claus. Under one arm, he held a large gift-wrapped package. In the other, he lifted a 9-millimeter semi-automatic handgun and shot the little girl in the face. Then, he opened fire on the party guests, shooting indiscriminately. The guests ran. Some ducked for cover, hiding behind furniture. Some broke windows in an effort to escape. One young woman leapt from the second story of the home, narrowly escaping with a broken ankle. One by one, the man drew and unloaded five pistols into the fleeing guests. Santa then opened his mysterious gift to reveal a makeshift homemade flamethrower. As guests lay dying on the floor, he soaked the house in racing fuel and set the home ablaze. Within minutes, police began receiving 911 calls from the Ortega's neighbors. The first call came in at 11.27 p.m. Come immediately, one caller cried. They're burning down someone's house. The fire department was dispatched to the Ortega home, but the calls kept coming. Some callers now reported that they heard gunfire coming from the house. When police arrived at the scene, they found the Ortega home engulfed in flames. When I arrived, one lieutenant said, to describe it as apocalyptic would be accurate. The man had sprayed the racing fuel, intending to ignite it with a flare, but flames in two fireplaces triggered an explosion. The second story of the home collapsed. It took an hour and a half and 80 firefighters to extinguish the flames. The only Ortega family member that police could immediately locate was Leticia, who had managed to escape the fire. She ran with her husband and her severely wounded eight-year-old daughter to a neighbor's house, and after calling 911, had rushed the little girl to the emergency room. As police investigated the chaotic scene, they received a tip from a neighbor. As the house burned, she and her husband saw a blue car leaving their cul-de-sac around 11.45 with its headlights turned off. A pair of fake glasses and a Santa cap had been dropped on the front lawn. Police put out an APB on the car and began sifting through the Ortega's scorched home, digging for evidence and survivors. They found bodies burned beyond recognition, which were later identified as the missing Ortega family members. Nine bodies were recovered from the rubble of the house, 
They were so disfigured by the fire that investigators had to use dental records to establish their identities. The bodies were so badly burned, Covina Police Lieutenant Pat Buchanan said, they cannot be identified any other way. They were 80-year-old Joseph and 70-year-old Alicia Ortega. Four of their five children, James Ortega, 52, Charles Ortega, 50, Alicia Ortiz, 46, Sylvia Pardo, 43, James's wife, Teresa Ortega, 51, Charles's wife, Sherry Ortega, 45, and the youngest, Alicia's 17-year-old son, Michael Ortiz. Three of the victims' deaths were caused by gunshot wounds alone, but the other four died of a combination of gunshot wounds and fire. Leticia's eight-year-old daughter, Katrina, who had been shot in the face, miraculously survived. A 16-year-old girl who was shot in the back also recovered. Thirteen children were orphaned. Two others lost a parent. As detectives set about investigating the Christmas Eve massacre, police in neighboring Silmar, California, were called to the home of Brad Pardo. Brad had returned home from a Christmas party at 3.10 a.m. to find his brother, Bruce Pardo, laying dead on the couch, badly burned in a pool of blood. Bruce had been killed by a single gunshot wound to the head. A 9mm pistol lay in Bruce's lap. A second lay on the floor. Looking into Bruce's past, investigators discovered that he had an ex-wife named Sylvia Orza, whose divorce from Bruce had been finalized on December 18, 2008. As police dug deeper into the circumstances of their divorce, they realized that Sylvia's original maiden name was Ortega the same Sylvia Ortega who had been among the victims of the Christmas Eve massacre in Covina. After the attack, a badly burned Bruce Pardo put on street clothes and drove his blue Dodge rental car 30 miles to his brother's house and put a gun in his mouth. Although privately, Bruce Pardo was deeply troubled by the deterioration of his marriage, publicly, Bruce had maintained an air of charm and generosity. Friends and family were shocked to learn that he had been planning the murder of Sylvia and his in-laws since June. And his suicide was not part of the plan. Months before he and Sylvia's divorce was final, Bruce had begun buying weapons, a custom Santa suit, assembling the flamethrower, and had plotted an elaborate getaway. His home was described by police as a virtual bomb factory. Bruce Pardo had also intended to kill his own mother, but she didn't show up to the party. 
an autopsy later revealed cocaine in Bruce Pardo's system, and that the synthetic Santa suit he was wearing had been partially burned into his flesh. When police located the blue rental car that Bruce Pardo used to flee the scene, it was found booby-trapped. The Covina bomb squad tried to disconnect the explosive device inside, but the car burned. In yet another rental car, they found personal belongings, gas, and a map to Mexico. Had Bruce Pardo not caught himself on fire, would more murders have taken place? It would take another six months for all of Bruce Pardo's dark secrets and plans to fully come to light.